Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. How great it is to be in the house of the Lord and what excitement we have all around us. It's been a, been a good weekend in town, graduations going on here at, the, at Gardner-Webb and all over the state. Got a lot of universities uh, graduating, so congratulations to all you graduates. Next Sunday, we will have Graduate Sunday and we will have a luncheon for the graduates and their families following uh, worship. So if you have someone in your family that is graduating, please make sure that we have their information and that you kind of let us know if you're coming to the luncheon on Sunday so we can make preparations for you. High school graduates, I'm going to ask you to meet me in the vestibule next Sunday morning uh, about 1045 so we can get you lined up. If you'll bring your cap and gown and we'll bring you in let you sit on the front. So um, college graduates, you're welcome to do that if you would like to, but I give you the option of just sitting and chilling with your families, either one. You've kind of done it one time, but that's totally up to you. If you would like to uh, march in with the graduates, you're welcome to do that. But that's next Sunday. Today is Mother's Day, and we have a beautiful, uh, three beautiful arrangement of roses here down front. And if you um, bought one of those in memory or of honor of your mother after the service, you're welcome to take that with you and give that to her. Uh, I think that would be a, a great a great thing. We are thankful for our mothers, and I, I can't help but I heard one, somebody say uh, this weekend said uh, we need to also, even though it's not Father's Day, we need to thank the uh, the fathers because um, w- without without them we wouldn't have the mothers that we have. And I thought, well, that's pretty good, pretty good thing. I want you to take your bulletin, and um, we're glad to have all our guests and visitors with us today with the baby get dedication. I know we have many, so we want to identify you. So we'll get everybody to take your bulletins. Let's tear this tab off. Good. On one side of that tab is a place for you to put your information if you are visiting with us and you would like to get in touch with us or we want to be able to get in touch with you. So please fill that out and drop that in the offering plate as it comes by. On the back side of that is also a prayer request. If you have a prayer request you'd like to share with the staff or with the church family, please do so. Also, please locate the care slips that should be in the um, pockets or the places behind in your pews. They're behind the offering envelopes, the care slips and cup of cold water slips. If you know of anyone that needs um, some assistance or needs some ministering to, be it card, encouragement, prayer, phone call, please take one of those, fill that out. We need to get those to our care ministry. Um, those names don't just come out of the air to us. we got to get them from you. So please share with us uh, anyone that... that could use some uh, ministering to. We'd love to be able to do that, but we can't do that without you sharing that with us. Take your bulletin. Let's look at a few quick announcements. want to um, at least let you see there there are no evening services tonight, um, but please make note that next Sunday evening we have a special presentation from one of our music choirs. The young musicians will do their end-of-the-year choir program next Sunday evening, May the 17th at 6 p.m., and flip over on the back, you'll see opportunities of, of for the week, Bible studies and other things going on this week. Our midweek um, service Wednesday night with our care team and also our youth, uh, youth and children's mission groups will be meeting, prayer meeting, those kind of things. So please make uh, plans to be here for that. And then Thursday... The senior adults will be going on a special trip to uh, Calpians to do a tour of the battlefield. We're going to ride through the battlefield and listen to an audio tour and then spend a little time at the visitor center and then go eat lunch at Cracker Barrel. Let me
me back up, though, a very important thing I missed for Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening is an exciting time in our church. It's our Vacation Bible School training night. So if you are volunteering in Vacation Bible School, we want to ask you to please try to be a part of that training. That's also a preparation time so that we can celebrate and begin to make plans for a great week of Vacation Bible School, which will be um, June the 21st through the 25th. So please make plans and be much in prayer for that. That is a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing for our church. Well, let's continue to worship together this morning. Good morning. Hymn 22 and 23. We're gonna, they're all right across the page from each other. We're just going to sing a little bit of each one. 22 and 23. Bless his holy name and God is so good. Let's stand, please. <clears throat> This is such a special time when these parents come and in coming saying they want to dedicate their themselves uh, to raising these children in a Christian home and loving them and getting the encouragement and support of this church in that. And uh, we got a crowd of them today. My word. This is wonderful. And I welcome all the family here that uh, are part of this, uh, these children to our service. I want to read just kind of an introduction of what this, this time is about. And then after I get through that, I'm going to ask the, the parents to come around here and one of the, the mom or the dad just share, uh, you know, who they are, the ch children or child, and uh, just a brief statement uh, so they can see you. And, uh, but what I want to do before, as I read this introduction, I want you to come down front and turn around and face the congregation as I read this. 
So the parents, children, come down and just line up here any way you want to and face the congregation so they can see your beautiful children. This morning, parents bring their recently born children into this sacred place of worship for God's blessings and for the rededication of themselves as Christian parents to lead their child in the Christian way of life. Our dedication of these children has scriptural precedent. Mary and Joseph brought Jesus as a babe to the temple where the prophet Simeon took Jesus in his arms, blessed him according to the Jewish custom. Mary and Joseph dedicated themselves to the sacred responsibility of godly parenthood. This is a time of thanksgiving to God for the joy and hope that has come into their lives of these parents at the birth of each child. We recognize God as the giver of life, and we affirm that all children are His. I will remind these parents that this is a time of rededication of themselves and their home to Christ. To you as parents, the loving atmosphere of a Christian home helps you nurture each child and guide them to a future of committing their lives to Christ and following Him in all of your lives as parents. You will model for them what it means to seek God's will in everything. You will show them what it means to live upright lives and teach them the importance of finding life through the giving of life. You will enrich the life of your child through your own commitments to Christ, to each other as husband and wife, to the church, and to the needs of others. Your child is a gift and a blessing from God. Let us join together in dedicating these children to God. Now, what I want you to do, if you'll come around this way, in the first couple, just use this microphone, introduce yourselves any way you want to do it. Then the couple that just did this walk down here, so at the end you're all facing the congregation. So y'all are first, so we'll come around this way. Good morning. Um, I'm Jamie Beeson, and this is my husband, Josh Beeson. And this is our precious little girl, Eliza Marie Beeson. And she was born September 12th. So she's almost eight months old. <laughs> hey, I'm Jay Washburn. This is my wife, Jamie, and our um, baby, Ella McNeil Washburn, born April 13th. 2015. Hey, I'm Lori Suddeth, and this is my husband, Chris Suddeth, and this is Layla Marie Suddeth, born February 23rd at 1141, and this is Kylie Marion Suddeth, born February 23rd at 1142. <laughs> I'm Russell, and this is my wife, Heather, and this is Lila, and this, over here, this is Levi, this is Callan, and this is Silas, and that was the order they were born. They were two minutes apart on 12-12 of last year. I'm Nisi, and this is my husband, Del Burdick, and this is Adeline, born November 20th. I'm going to share a verse of scripture and then Jim will hand out the Bibles. Matthew 19, verses 13 through 15 reads, Then people brought little children to him, for him to lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples scolded them, but Jesus said, Let the little children come alone, and do not stop them from coming to me. 
For it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. Then he laid his hands on them and went on his way. It's always our joy to give these little New Testaments as a reminder of this special time. And that you can keep this in the family and it can be a reminder of the commitment you made to the Lord to bring up these precious children uh, with his love in your heart. And so I give these uh, now. Uh, Elisa Marie Beeson, where is she? Right here. Okay. Aiden Claire Burdick, Lily Marion Suddeth, and Lila Marie Suddeth. Give you another one. All the boils. I'll just say boils. <laughs> Ala McNeil Washburn. God bless each one of you. I want to pray a, a closing prayer. You can take them to the nursery or do whatever you need after this. And we have the certificates and we'll give them to you later. Uh, let's bow together. Father, as these parents come and they hold their precious children in their arms, what a gift that is. What a responsibility. And Father, what a difference it makes <clears throat> when parents love you and are united in serving you. We pray, Lord, that you would bless these parents and just give them the strength and give them the help to raise their children in a Christian home, to love this child more than they love themselves. And Lord, just to give themselves to the faith and to each other. And Lord, may they know that always this church is a place of help, a haven, a place of instruction, a place of fellowship for each one of them. Bless this service. These saints we ask in thy name. Amen. God bless you. Let's give them all a hand. Thank you, buddy. For our next song, you'll need the bulletin as we sing together above all. The Lord that we have is above all those things that are mentioned there are kings, the ways of man, thrones, everything that there is. Let's stand as we sing, please. the ground you took the fall 
and thought of me above all crucified crucified laid behind a storm you live to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me pray together this morning. God, what a joy it is to be in your house, to acknowledge you and your greatness. You are such a wonderful and loving and merciful God, and for that we give you praise and we thank you. That is why we're here today, for you are worthy of worship. Father, I am so thankful to be a part of such a loving church family. And we thank you for our church family, and we pray blessings on each person that is gathered here this morning. God, we thank you for family, for mothers, for fathers. And we pray, Lord, that today, as we honor our mothers those who are here and we reflect and think about and honor the mothers that you have brought to you as well. I pray that it would just be a day of blessing. Father, I pray today that as we worship you that you would draw us close to you and that the things that are going on in our lives, the health problems, the relationship issues, and even the things within our families that are very difficult, that we would experience peace about those and that we would be able to know just how much you love us, just how much you care about us because you walk with us during these difficult times. Lord, our heart also as we gather here today is not just in this building or with our families or with this community but we think about those all over our world who are experiencing troubles and we ask God that you would be with them as well how great it is to know that the God that loves us the God that shows us mercy and grace and forgiveness holds the entire world in the palm of his hand. And yet you care about every detail of our own individual lives. I pray, Lord, for those who do not know you and have not been able to experience the grace and mercy that you offer to all. And may we live our lives in a way that would point people to you. Again, we say thank you. 
And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your hymnals, please, and turn to number 504 as we sing about having the Lord in the middle of our families. God, give us Christian homes. We're going to sing the first third stanza because it's talking about mothers. The first third and last. Let's stand as we sing. 504. side of my recliner I keep my Bible and with my Bible I keep one of Dr. Cullinan's devotional guides over the years those guides have come to mean so much a few days ago I was reading and the scripture reference that she gave and on that day was from the 13th division of the Psalms. And in the sixth verse of that Psalm, the scripture says, I will sing unto the Lord for he has been good to me. Now, my prayer this morning is that if God has been so good to us, how, how can we not be as good to him? How can we not give back to him what's rightfully due to him? 
the Bible says, trust me, try me, prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that there will not be room enough to receive them. Will we rob God? The scripture says that, yes, we do. We rob God. And we rob him in our tithes and offerings. Let's make a commitment today as we honor our mothers. Let's make a commitment today to give God what rightfully belongs to him. Father, we bow humbly in your presence to give you thanks for this day. To give you thanks, Father, for a day that's set aside where we can give tribute and give honor to our mothers. Thank you, Father, for this special day. And thank you, Father, that we're in a land that we can exercise our religious freedoms, that we can worship in the church of our choice, that we can exercise our freedoms as we see fit. How I thank you for that, Father. How I thank you, Father, for every good and for every perfect gift. For my Bible tells me that all good things have come from above. Thank you for loving us, Father, the way that you have. Thank you for providing for us. We just truly, Father, want to say thanks. And I pray now, Father, that as we do give our tithes and offerings, that you would bless them and that you would use them, Father, to help spread the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ to the far corners of the earth. For the times that we failed you, Father, I pray that you would forgive us and that you would always lead us in the paths of righteousness for your namesake. For we make this prayer in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen.
Scripture is taken from one of the Ten Commandments. Before I read that brief scripture, I just want to take just a moment to commend the church for the great weekend you had last weekend and the great service you had a week ago. Uh, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, but I would have gotten in the way. <laughs> but I, uh, what a wonderful example of the unity of our church that is wonderful and um, I've talked with Keith I think you're going to have a great relationship he's got a good spirit I will tell you briefly one thing I told him I said Keith there's two things that you can do to succeed at Bowling Springs Baptist Church and as I said that to him I said Keith there's two things <laughs> I said, they both begin with an L. He said, what's that? I said, number one, just love them. Just love them. Go down the snack shop, go fishing, go to the barbecue, sit in their homes, face to face, eyeball to eyeball. Be one of them. Not up here and down there. Be one of them. Just love them. Let them know you love them. I think he can do that. And the second thing that starts with an L, lead them. Lead them. Get an idea of where you want to go. Tell them that's where you want to go. Tell them you're going to go with them. Tell them you're going to need them to go. Just lead them. The last thing doesn't start with the L. Let him lead and you follow him. Just follow him. Exodus chapter 20. This is a very familiar portion of Scripture because within this Scripture of this chapter is the Ten Commandments. This is such a foundational part of the Old Testament and the entire Bible. And one of the first portions of Scripture that we commit to memory is the Ten Commandments. And we know them and we revere them. And I'm going to read verse 12 
I know this is Mother's Day and we honor mothers, but I'm going to talk about fathers. And what I'm going to be sharing about is not only do we honor our mother and father, but the responsibilities of mothers and fathers to raise their children. Both of these are both, both ways I'm going to talk about this morning. But you know this scripture out of verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Honor your father and your mother. As I said, this part of Scripture is a great part of Scripture. Uh, The more we uh, read the Ten Commandments, the more we realize they are from God. The Ten Commandments urge upon us a right view of God. They urge upon us a right view of labor, that we have a responsibility to uphold. They urge us a right view of physiology, that we are to take care of our bodies and rest, don't waste our lives, poison our bodies, degrade them. A right view of society. The first five commandments deal with man's responsibility to God. The last five deal with man's responsibility to man. And this reflects the New Testament concept found in the words of Jesus in the Gospels. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Those two, love God and love your neighbor. But we want to deal with the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. And what I want to speak about is honoring both those, not just the mother, but the father also. You know, family solidarity in ancient Israel was a thing that was just assumed that you honored your mother, you honored your father. That was a very strong incentive in ancient Israel. Growing up in the Jewish home, to be told to honor your mother and father would be like being told you must breathe or you must eat. It was assumed that you would do that. Jesus was an example of this perennial obedience himself. He knew he was the son of God. But you remember in the temple when he was 12 and he confounded the scholars and the great men of Israel with all of his wisdom. And he had the wisdom of the world in his head. But when he left those men at age 12, he went back to his home in Nazareth and he said he was obedient to his mother and father. If you look today in today's society, if you look in the Oriental culture, in the cultures of Asia, in the Jewish culture now and of course long ago, that honor seems to still be intact, that children honor their parents. But I think this concept, my friends, has been seriously eroded in America. And we see it day by day as we view our society. Parents seem to be submissive to children. Children are spoiled and given whatever they want. And sometimes I think we're, a, a generation is growing up where children know nothing of duty, obedience, or submission. There were societies back in the, in, even worse in the days of Moses, pagan societies that had no respect for their parents at all. And we have examples from 
Long ago, when helpless and aged parents were allowed to be eaten by wild beasts or set out to die of exposure, that's the worst example. Why should we give our mothers and fathers honor? Number one, we want to give them honor because of their age and experience. I don't know how many teenagers we have here or just beyond teenage age or maybe younger youth that have their parents here, but I'm about to tell you something about your mother and father, and it may pain you to hear it, but this is what it is. They know more than you do. I know that hurts. There was a time when I was younger that it hurt me to hear that. Certainly not. One day my dad will be as smart as me, I guess. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story from my childhood. I went to the first grade. I didn't do very good in the first grade. I was small for my age, maybe a little shy. I'm not, I got rid of that, but, but um, I just didn't do that well. And my teacher wanted to have a meeting with my mom and dad. And they told my mom and dad, you know, Jim's a good boy, but he's just not keeping up with everybody else. I want to suggest that he repeat the first grade. Mom and dad talked about it and thought about it. I said, okay, when my mom and dad told me that I couldn't go up with my friends to the second grade and I had to go back and take the first grade over again, I felt like I'd been shot. <laughs> no, I've got to go up with my friends. I can't repeat the first grade. That's terrible. Oh, I was so upset. But you know, I started the first grade over again and uh, I met some new friends and it turned out that they were absolutely right. They know more than we do. Why should we honor them? Because they are always sacrificing, always helping, sometimes behind the scenes. And you don't know what a parent does, mother or father, till you become a parent yourself. Then you begin to realize what they do and how much they do. Yes, all of us sometimes go through a period of life when it's difficult to honor our parents. Sometimes we're going through a teenage years. Sometimes it's because it's the normal progression of breaking away from parents and being on your own. And we go through a time when it's a little difficult to do that or hard to do that. And it's often true that later in life that uh, our parents said no or, uh, or uh, we couldn't do this or that. We wondered why. We wondered why it was important that the car that we got into or who we dated or who our friends were or what our habits were. When we became an adult, we had a children ourselves, we understood, we understood. Why is this principle so important? Honor your father and mother and mother and father, you know, guide your children. Why is that dual principle so important? Why is it important that you honor your parents as long as they live? Well, let me answer that question with another question. How many adults do you know that never honored their parents, have never been respectful to their parents, have never given their parents honor? How many people have you known that 
are that way that have never honored their parents, but they love and obey God. I bet you won't find many. By submitting to parents, we learn submission to a higher authority. We learn the joy of giving honor to, uh, to another. But when we cannot submit to any kind of authority, and you find people like that, they don't submit to teachers, they won't listen to preachers, they don't like listening to their boss, they don't want to obey the courts, or they don't want to obey the police, they don't want any authority in their life, they want to live the way they want to live. They don't want any authority over them. To learn the joy of giving honor to another, to seek their peace, their well-being, their comfort, to give them honor. And on the other side of the hand, I have seen adults who are well-adjusted, who are responsible, who are reliable, fine Christian people who have given their parents honor from the very beginning of their lives and considered it a joy to honor their parents. Children are to obey their parents and parents their parents, but not because the parent says so, but because God says so. That's what God says. Honor them. Even when sometimes they make mistakes, that doesn't mean they're perfect. You still honor them. This is the law of God, and the home is linked with heaven, the earthly parent with the father of eternity. Do you want them to love God? Teach them submission in the home. Teach them honor. How they submit to the father if they don't honor their own father. Parents, for your children just growing up, you stand in the place of God to them. You give them everything. Everything comes from, from you. They see you in that way. You are the only God that a child knows at first. And if you teach them that discipline, it prepares submission to the ultimate authority, God himself. Now this authority that mothers and fathers have toward children is not an arbitrary thing. It's not a you better obey me or else I'm always right. It's a harsh thing, a cold thing. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not an authority of fear. It's not an authority of coercion. It is an authority tempered by the Spirit to show that love of the Father and yet give direction and guidance for life. But this authority must be tempered by the Spirit. I love one of the scriptures that's sometimes overlooked in the, in the Bible. There's a scripture that said, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the fear and nurture the Lord. What does that mean? That means do not provoke them to wrath. Say, I'm the dad. This is the way it's going to go. I'm going to be hard on you. I'm never going to be loving because I'm the dad. I got the authority. Or I'm the mother and I've got the authority. That's not what it's talking about. That it's tempered by the Spirit. This honoring and obeying of children to parents is only effective if the parents honor and obey God. The ultimate authority is God. Tempered by the Holy Spirit. Parenting without the guidance of the Holy Spirit is guesswork at best. And we need God's help to be able to honor and respect our parents. 
We need God's help to guide our children. This is God's law. We don't want to, don't what decide. We don't decide what honor means or obedience means. We allow God to direct us and to guide us in that. This honoring means both inward feeling and outward obedience. This obedience is not just lip service. It is obedience from the heart and the body. You remember the scripture where the prodigal son, the brother of the prodigal son, yes, yes, father, I obey, and he didn't do it. It's not that kind of obedience. It's obedience from the heart. And what does the scripture say? If you honor your parents, if you honor your parents, you will have a long and fruitful life. Now, what does that mean? I know people that honored their parents and died young. (laughs) What does that mean? That means if you honor your mother and father, and that leads to you honoring the things you need to honor, the laws of the land, the authorities around you, the chances are better, my dear friends, that you have, will have a longer life. But if you find someone that's rebellious, I don't need to live by the law. I don't need to go by the speed limit. I can break laws right, left. I can do what I please. I can, do, I can go where I want and treat people the way I want to. I don't need to respect anybody. Someone who has that kind of mindset toward life has a greater chance of dying young <laughs> because they don't respect any kind of authority. Part of the great things that we do as parents, mothers, and fathers is to show children a sense of direction, a sense of guidance, even when we know they don't want it, even when we know they're not interested, even though they go through times when they resent it. Not too long ago, there was this movement that spread through part of the country called Children's Rights. And what was the premise of this children's rights group? Parents were saying, well, you know, I have my 12-year-old son and my 13-year-old daughter, and they have just as much authority in this home as uh, me and my wife. Uh, We are on equal standing, and... uh, uh, we make it, we let them decide what they want to do. We discuss it. But in the end, it's their decision because we're all equally have authority in this home. And they were talking about a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. It's called children's rights. What an abomination against God and against common sense. <laughs> Can I hear an Amen. <laughs> You show me any 13-year-old who knows what's best for him, and I'll show you a very rare person. God made this law, my friends, because children need leadership and guidance and a higher authority. You have a duty as parents to lead your children. You children have a duty to follow your parents. Duty sounds like a harsh word. It comes from the Latin word debutum, which means debt. You have a debt. You owe somebody. You owe somebody. Honor your parents. Honor your mother. Honor your father. 
closing, I want to tell you a story very personal to me. When Brenda Mull hears this, she'll know who I'm talking about because she remembers my mother. And, of course, Carol's here. She remembers my mother. My dad died in 1983, suddenly, of a heart attack. And it was about that time or shortly thereafter that my mother was diagnosed with uh, congestive heart failure. When we moved to Poplar Springs in 1986, she had had this condition for about four years, three years, something like that. And uh, we tried to take care of her. She lived in the house right next to Sharon Methodist Church on Burke Road. And we were just behind her about a mile away. So Carol and myself and our boys, we always just tried to be there for her. Uh, we tried to help her any way that we could. But congestive heart failure in some situations, just they can't do anything about. And she just got slowly weaker. She called them her spells. I remember, and I, cause I counted it up, from my house on Red Road to her house, 14 times in the middle of the night, she called breathing saying, I can't breathe. And we would rush over there, and they would rush her to the hospital, thinking that this was it. Then they'd give her some Lasix the next morning, and in the afternoon she said, I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> and, uh, but we tried as best we could to honor her and to take care of her. But it just kept going down. In, in 1989, I went by to see her, and it got to a point where just about every day was a bad day. And most of the time, she was very up, and we always had a great relationship. I loved my mom, and she loved me. And, uh, but she was real down that day and weepy, and she said, Jim, it'd be better if I just go on. It'd be easier on you. I'm so much trouble. And I said to her, Mom, I'm only going to say this one time, so listen close. It's my joy to take care of you. Don't you ever think I see that as a duty or an obligation. I see it as a joy. Because there were a lot of times in my life when you took, took care of me. When I couldn't do anything. How many diapers did you change off my backside? How many meals did you feed me? How many times did you dress me? How many times did you make sure I got to school? How many times? It's my joy. It's my joy to take care of you. And you who are lucky enough in this congregation to still have your mother and father with you, Consider what a joy that is. What a privilege that is. I would give my right arm to be able to look out in this congregation and see my mother's face. Honor them. Honor them. You will, you will be blessed because of it. Honor them all the days of your life. Let's bow together. Father, we're thankful for...
the scripture that speaks to us so plainly about our, not just our obligations, but our joys. Father, may we honor our mother and father. May we make life easier for them. May we do things that fill them with pride. May we think of their comfort because there was a time when they had thought only of ours. May we love them, honor them, protect them, shower grace on them, be around them, laugh with them, tell them how much you love them. Oh, what a joy it is to do that. And Father, as we extend our invitation, if there be any here that want to come forward, Lord, they're free to do so as I stand down front. These things we ask in thy name. Our invitation hymn is number 312, Softly and Tenderly, 312. Let's stand, please. their babies. These roses right here are for you. So take one of those as you leave as a memento of this day. And it was such a joy to see this row filled up with all these babies. Uh, and uh, I could just hear the congregation just enjoying that. You know? <laughs> and that's good. God bless each one of you. Let's bow together and I'll lead us and from the rear of the auditorium here. Let's bow together.
Father, we are so fortunate to, if we are so fortunate to have our parents with us here, what a privilege that is. May we honor them with our lives. May we honor them, Lord, just day by day. We pray your blessings upon this church as it enters a very exciting chapter. May you guide the new leadership. May you guide the people that, Lord, you might be glorified in a great way that this church will be known in the years ahead as a church with an open door and an open heart. And that, Lord, great work can be done here. Bless us and guide us. These things we ask in thy name. Amen. service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.